Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This all takes place in a game called Ark Survival Evolved. It's an online multiplayer PvP game with dinosaurs. I only play on unofficial private servers due to server mods I enjoy. I hadn't played in a while and was starting a week-long staycation. One of my friends popped up and asked if I wanted to jump on a server that had just wiped. Everyone would start over from scratch. I end up in a tribe with four other people, two I had played with, two I hadn't. I put a lot of time into that game and I am very good at starting on freshly wiped servers and building up fast. I find the grinding really relaxing so I don't mind the hours of gathering and crafting. My tribe quickly outpaced every other tribe on the server. Most players were still using bows and arrows while we had ascended. Highest quality rocket launchers and max level perfect tame dinosaurs. At this point there's a server event my tribe attends. It consists of an admin tossing random goodies to everyone. One of the people I didn't know started breaking the event rules by trying to kill people. They refused to stop and we kicked them from the tribe. We will refer to that player as Mrs. S. So one night, we get raided and wiped. We knew there was no one in the tribe with the resources, and when we checked the logs, it was obviously an admin. The owner gave us some supplies and let us rebuild. We doubled our efforts and had full tech armor for us on our T-Rexes. We occasionally raided other tribes when they talk trash or kill us in the open, but mostly we just built more and more. During all of this, Mrs. S had cozied up with the owner and was now dating him. We attempted to inform him that he was being catfished since Miss S was actually a dude. He refused to believe us, so we let it go. Then we found out that an admin was funneling materials and dinos to other tribes to try and get them to take us down. We let this go because we were that far ahead and it was fun fighting them off. The owner brought in a large tribe from another server to try and get them to destroy us. They saw our base and allied with us. So for some reason, I can enter the admin's private text channel on Discord. I find out the owner is selling things in-game for cash or CSGO skins. We already knew he was accepting donations to pay for the server, but I found out the server was hosted on a spare computer and he wasn't paying $150 a month. I let some people in my tribe know, but we didn't need to donate anything and it wasn't really hurting us. Throughout this time, I had been recruiting people through various other websites and had a few streamers I know advertise the server so it took off and hit top 75 in the world. The owner decides since the server is so popular my tribe being the largest is what's keeping him from getting an even higher ranking. Plus we didn't donate any money or buy any items so we all got banned. I immediately air the dirt with screenshots that I had gathered and the server ranking starts tanking. Two days after my tribe was banned they dropped to 600. It then comes out that the owner found out that Miss S was a dude and had a a meltdown on discord we talk it out and decide we are going to create our own server we spend a week testing it to ensure everything went smoothly i do some advertising and within four days of going live we are top 20 in the world we ended up getting almost every single player from the other server and many more the other guy did everything he could to harass and troll us but it doesn't work and we just ignore him i was able to find out his name and look him up on facebook he was begging for money and started a gofundme to pay for his rent which got a whopping five dollars So, am I the jerk for destroying the server owner's only source of income for banning me and my tribe? I do feel kind of bad for the server owner in this case, but it seemed like he needed a way to monetize a server and wasn't really being clear about how he was doing it other than saying he had open donations. He probably should have said, 
hey, I'm hosting the server on my PC in my bedroom, but I want to be able to get it to some sort of 24 hour a day uptime server. This is what I need in order to get there and so on. But I don't really know what you would do in order to solve the whole problem of him thinking that the ranking of the server wouldn't go up if there was this superpower tribe that was too powerful to take over. I don't even know why that would necessarily make people not want to join the server unless they think it's just so impossible. They're so far ahead that they can never possibly catch up. And if that is the case, and that's the reason why people wouldn't join, that's why the server wouldn't go up in ranking, then I'm not really sure what the solution would be to that. But let me know what you guys think. What would you do if you were in this situation and jerk or not a jerk? Am I the jerk for telling my husband that his culture is garbage and I won't compromise by incorporating it into our family life? My husband and I live in the U.S. Northeast where I am from. John moved here for work several years ago from the deep south of the United States where he grew up, raised with Christian holidays but never attending church. Coincidentally, shortly before everything hit, John's parents and his childhood best friend Dan and his wife decided to move here as well. This past weekend was the first that us three couples have gathered together since any of us moved here. We had a distanced picnic at our house. John sat down two to three minutes after I did. As he was settling our kids into his pen in the yard with us, Dan and my father-in-law immediately started to jokingly rip on him for being whipped and doing my job of parenting our children while he was supposed to be allowed to just catch up with the two other men. I was trying to politely deflect when it turned to how mean I was for not fixing him a plate and serving him before serving myself. If I thought a certain dish would run out before he got to it, or if he had asked me to, I, of course, would have. Dan and father-in-law continued to brag about how their families do it right, where they handle the outside chores while their wives handle the inside chores, including the care of Dan and his wife's two children. I think it's important to note here that both currently live in rented condos that by their nature do not have outdoor chores, and both their wives already work full-time as I do. The whole day was kind of wrecked by that start, and I was frustrated when John left with Dan and the father-in-law to go for a walk and left me to do all the cleanup alone while also looking after our kid. I expected John to apologize when he returned a few hours later, but instead he got mad at me for making him look bad in front of his friend and his dad. He brought up how a traditional division of labor is a huge part of Southern culture and how I was being disrespectful to his background by forcing Northern culture onto him and his family. He said he's been building up a lot of resentment the past few months that I make him do half of the chores and childcare since in his culture, women do the chores and the hands-on childcare. Men do the fun parenting, the discipline, mow the grass, and bring cars for oil changes when needed. I was stunned, but honest, and told him Southern culture is garbage. It's bigotry. I lived in John's home state for eight years, and I saw how Southern hospitality is reserved only for those in your in-group. Deviate from the norm, be a non-Christian, a POC, a liberal, a non-traditional woman, and they turn on you viciously. Does every person act like that always? No, but it's the culture. John is livid and says that his culture is just as valid as those of other global regions, religions, and ethnic groups. So I am the bigot for not compromising with him here and incorporating aspects of his culture into our family life the way I would if his culture was Islamic or Asian or whatnot. So am I I the jerk for telling my husband his culture is garbage and I won't compromise by incorporating it into our family life. 
How do you not know this about a person before being married and having kids with them? This is not a small detail. She said that she lived in his state for eight years, and I'm guessing she knows his friend and his father-in-law pretty well. I'm surprised that this would get to the point of marriage and kids to begin with, because it kind of seems like this is just out of nowhere. They've never had the culture talk before until now, or maybe it's the context of how this whole thing is set up because Dan and the father-in-law are in this new place for the first time and they're focusing inwardly on the people that they know and maybe they're giving him a hard time when they went on this walk and he felt embarrassed and so he went back to tell his wife all this stuff that probably didn't bother him until he was being made fun of for it. It's kind of hard to tell exactly what it is because we don't know what happened in these conversations when Dan and the father-in-law and the husband all went on the walk together. It's hard to know for sure, but it sounds like the husband wasn't really pushing this culture onto the family all the way up until this point. And now that he was embarrassed or it was pointed out to him or whatever the case, he's probably thinking to himself, yeah, it should be like that. Yeah. Why Why am I doing all this stuff when I'm guessing he was probably fine with it up until this point and this wife wouldn't have been so surprised because she would have known already. I don't really see how this gets better because now that the two other couples live there, it's probably going to be something that's continually brought up all the time. But let me know what you guys would do if you were in this situation and jerk or not a jerk. Am I the jerk for outing my ex as gay after she told everyone that I cheated on her? My ex and I were together for five years. I decided to propose, but she rejected me. The next day we had a talk. She realized that she was gay since, quote, I've been trying too hard to please myself from men. We broke up. The very next day, I get bombarded with messages. My friends ask if this was true, and they link me to a post. It was a Facebook post exposing me about cheating. She said that's why we broke up. Now, usually I am not evil, but this pissed me off. She was destroying my reputation for God knows why. I simply commented that the real reason we broke up is because she is gay. People didn't believe me until my ex literally screamed at me for outing her. Then a lot of people started to call her out for her lies. I know I'm probably a huge jerk, though I feel she deserves it, but I did not cheat on her. Am I the jerk? You should obviously never out somebody that doesn't want to be outed so they can do it on their own if they choose to, but this ex-girlfriend is just straight up lying, saying that he cheated as the reason. It's just a strange thing to come to. Instead of just saying, hey, it didn't work out or some other reason, why would you choose he cheated of all things? Of course, he's not going to go along with that. I mean, what did she think was going to happen? Oh, we broke up because he cheated. And he's going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I cheated. No big deal. I mean, as he describes it here, it destroys his reputation, especially for something that's not true. So what would you do if you were in this situation? And is he the jerk or not? Am I the jerk for reporting my car stolen when my sister took it after I told her not to. My sister's car broke down six months ago because of her own stupidity. I won't go into it here, but she ignored the advice of a mechanic, and because of that, her car broke. I decided to be nice and offer my sister my car until she could get hers fixed as I could bike to work while she needed to drive. She did not get her car fixed for some reason. She claimed to be saving money to do so, but every time her paycheck came, she spent it. My parents have even offered her a loan to fix her car, but she refused. Along with all of this, she has been abused using my generosity and taking my car all day and all night. I told her she could use it for work, but it seems to her that it's a free pass to use my car, not fill it with gas, and take it when I specifically tell her not to. Recently, I've been needing to get to work very early, and I don't feel like riding my bike six miles at three in the morning, so I told my sister she had 30 days until I took 
the spare key from her and she is no longer allowed to use it. That was 32 days ago. Yesterday morning, she woke up specifically before me to take my car at 2.30 in the morning. I called her and demanded she bring it back, but she just hung up on me. Because of this, I reported it stolen. My sister was arrested 30 minutes later, and my parents had to go bail her out. My sister is now facing charges for unauthorized use of a car, and my parents and her are pissed. They claim I went way too far here, but honestly, I feel justified. My parents are worried if she's found guilty, she will lose her job but in my opinion, it's her own fault. Am I wrong here? Am I the jerk? So the parents even offered to give her a loan to fix her car, and she refused it. Bailing her out of jail might not cost as much as fixing the car, but that's a lot of wasted money they could have gone into just actually fixing her car. And also, 30 days is kind of a far way out to remember something, so maybe you would say that she forgot about it, but... Clearly, she didn't because she's waking up at 2.30 in the morning to leave with the car knowing that he has to go to work. No normal person is just waking up at 2.30 in the morning just to start driving for no reason. She's obviously leaving because she doesn't want him to have the car. And then it's even more clear when he calls her and then she just hangs up on him when he's asking her to bring back the car because he needs it for work. So what would you do if you were in the situation and is he the jerk or not for reporting the car stolen to the police? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Am I the jerk for objecting to Girls' Day? I'm a 28-year-old male and my immediate family is all women. Mostly, this is because I was raised by my mother and have no contact with my father's side of the family due to a messy divorce when I was young. My two sisters in their early 30s and my three aunts, two who are my mother's sisters, and one married into the family and married my aunt. And they have an assortment of close friends of the family, all of which are women, and go to these events. About three years ago, my mom had an idea to do a girl's only weekend. Originally, this was to see one of the Magic Mike movies, and because it was such a hit, they started to do these weekend outings once or twice a month. Originally, it didn't bother me because I'm an adult and I have my own life and my own house, and I really didn't even think about it. But an incident recently made me annoyed at the whole concept. My aunt's birthday was in January, and usually we go to her favorite restaurant for her birthday, which also, incidentally, is my favorite restaurant. So, I bought a present and a card, and I waited for an invitation, and none came. When I asked what was going on for her birthday, I was told they celebrated it early on their girls' day because she was going to be out of state during her birthday. This kind of irked me because when I mentioned I bought her a present, my mother told me just to drive it over to her house and give it to her. I felt pretty left out since I am the only male in my immediate family. Having a girls' day is the equivalent of saying, hey, let's celebrate my birthday but not invite him. I griped about and was told 
that I was basically being self-centered and that she can celebrate her birthday however she wants. I agree with that, but once again, I am the only one being left out and it feels bad. The proverbial straw that broke the camel's back was I was also just informed that they were planning a summer vacation this year as a girls only too. When I asked my mother about the vacation we normally take as a family, she told me that they can't afford to do both, so this year they are only doing the girls only vacation. At this point, I was very annoyed and had a loud argument with my mother and sister telling them that it's really awful that twice a month they have group activities and specifically exclude me and that on top of that are now even taking vacations excluding me. Nothing came of the argument and they wouldn't budge. So I decided I needed a break from my immediate family because I don't consider my feelings relevant. So I removed myself from the family group chat and deactivated my Facebook. Now my phone is being blown up and I'm being told that I'm immature and I need to grow up. I responded that a lot of grown people don't see much of their family at all and I'm just going to follow that example. Am I being the jerk here? This is another one of those situations where there's nothing wrong with taking girls nights or guys nights or whatever, but when the person is trying to explain to you why it bothers them, it sounds like in this case, they don't even want to hear it. It's not even an option to hear him out or to really try and understand what he's saying, especially since this is a little bit beyond the norm. He missed her birthday, not because he didn't know when it was, but because they didn't tell him about it. They celebrated it early. And then the vacation that he's looking forward to, he doesn't even get to go on with them. I'm assuming from the way he tells this that he really values his time with his family, but for some reason, they just want to do family things without him. So maybe there's something else going on here where they're annoyed with him or something about this guy that makes him not want the family to have him around all the time. And maybe that's why they stumbled upon this excuse, this very convenient excuse of, oh, it's girls night every night. See ya. I'm not sure, but it seems like he's expressing what he wants to say to them, but they don't really care. So pretty understandable that he would be upset by it and try and remove himself from this whole situation, which they think is immature. But what do you guys think? If this was you, what would you do? And is he the jerk or not?